I woke up for school that morning, groggy and half asleep. I got out of bed and made my way to the bathroom. Great, my hair was partially flattened from my pillow. I wet my hairbrush and ran it through my hair. I was hoping to make it look like I didn't just get out of bed. As I finished up, I grabbed my backpack and rushed out the door. I met my friend outside and we walked to school together. We didn't live too far away. We got to the main street and looked left, then right, then left again, before crossing the street to our school. The bell had rung and we were now in our seats. An odd excitement was filling the air. Our teacher said we will be going to the library first today, which is out of order from our weekly schedule. Wait, does that mean? Yes, it does. It's Scholastic Book Fair Day. Entering the library was a new feeling on these days. Decorations with plushies of characters and carts full of books. Posters of puppies and kittens and a large variety of quality bookmarks for purchasing. Browsing through all the new books, I came across one that really caught my eye. Bright yellow cover with animals all aligned in a red circle, pie chart style. Chinese characters that I couldn't read with the English underneath. It was a book about the Chinese zodiac. I knew I was born in the year of the snake because ever since I was a kid, my parents called me Lanse, lazy snake. It wasn't just me. My sister and cousin were referred to as the doggies since they were born in the year of the dog. My uncle and another cousin had a knack for getting into trouble when they were young. My family often said that they were, quote, just being monkeys. In Western society, people's behaviors are also explained based on their zodiac signs. Oh, that's something a Leo would totally do, or that's why you don't get on a bad side of a Gemini. I'm not one to generalize people by their signs, but I definitely blame Mercury for any unlucky moments in my life. Hit every red light? Mercury has to be in retrograde. While seemingly different, both the Chinese zodiac and the Western zodiac share many similarities. Both have 12 signs, elements that influence behavior, and both use birthdays to hone in on our personality traits and dispositions. But have you ever heard of Batzi, also known as the Four Pillars of Destiny? Batzi takes the Chinese zodiac to the next level. Elton Kiang is an entrepreneur in Southern California who's been learning all about this tradition. Literally, Ba is the number eight in Chinese, and then Zi is、uh, the word for like letter or character. And it is the eight characters that define us. Each pillar has two characters, and then、um, the year, the month, the day, and then the time you were born makes up these eight characters. Elton has been around these traditional practices his whole life. With his mom introducing him at a young age, he didn't spend much time thinking about it though. Until the pandemic, he was spending a lot more time at home with his mom and decided to embrace learning about these things instead of fighting it. I recently talked with Elton over Zoom about how he turned to Batsi for guidance and inspiration. Here's our chat. So, for these eight pillars or letters, do they have specific like? Traits attributed to them, or like what? What do they mean? Yeah, um, the bottom four are always gonna be like related to a Chinese zodiac animal, um, so it could be one of twelve, and then on the top, it's one of the five elements, but it could be the yin or the yang version, making like ten possible different combinations. Oh wow! Okay, um, what got you into it? So my mom is like a like kind of nutty when it comes to this stuff, right? And I used to. 
be just be very upset when like things would happen in my room, like around January of Chinese New Year. And then around when pandemic happened, just had so much time at home, I started to just like embrace it rather than resist it and started to like, you know, just enjoy it as part of like a bonding experience with my mom. Oh, that's really cool. What made you keep going with it? Was it just kind of like, oh, this is actually pretty interesting or? Yeah, like, you know, it's it's fun. I think um, it's like people are into like horoscopes and people are into different, you know, spirituality. And I think this is right up there, you know, amongst the esoterics. And it's also just one that like, not a lot of people, you know, in the Western culture even have an idea about or even, you know, have thought about. So I thought it was cool just to, you know, share what I know, at least with, you know, the Western world. <laughs> yeah, I think that's amazing because I, I knew there were different like elements to the zodiac animals and the yin and yang, but I didn't know it was like, as intricate as it was. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, it's still a lot for me. And it's like uh, learning something new every night, every day. And it's like a never ending thing. So, And I do appreciate that you're taking it and kind of utilizing in this Western world that we live in as Chinese Americans. Can you walk us through maybe a few different characters and what they mean or represent? The flow of the five elements, fire creates earth and earth creates metal, metal creates water. Um, water creates wood and then wood comes back and creates fire in that kind of circular motion where it gets like metal gets hard to conceive you know but i i would say look at it like a vase or just like a cup of water and that metal creates water in the sense that it can hold water like in a cup and then of course we all know how the chinese zodiac kind of goes we're in the year the rabbit now we were just in the tiger tiger goes into rabbit and then rabbit goes into dragon all around in a circle with this actually creates, you know, 60 possible different elemental, uh, you know, like we're in the year of the water rabbit right now, and we're actually going to move into the year of the wood dragon next year. It has different characteristics, and we, in our lifetime, will never really encounter the same thing twice. So um, so it's, it's cool. Would it be possible for you to do a reading for me? We discussed beforehand that what Elton needs is my birthday and birth time. Yeah, I'm going to just be reading your chart very, like, ambiguously um, when it comes to, like, that. Sounds good. Are you ready? <laughs> yes, I, I'm ready. Thank you. <laughs> I do have your chart, like, you know, on the next screen right here, but I'm just going to tell you, and you probably know some of this already, right, that you are, like, born on a, on a yin water day, right? I probably forgot, honestly. So the day you're born on, like whatever element that is, like, you know, on the day, that becomes your like day master. So you being in water, think of yourself not like a large yang body of water, like an ocean, but more of like, you know, a smaller body of water, kind of like a lake or... <laughs> I was going to say puddle. <laughs> cloud. Sometimes it's described as cloud, but just some form of water that is a uh, uh, yin. And your chart, unfortunately... But I found out, fortunately, is very, very what's called weak, meaning you don't have a lot of water in your chart, if, if any at all. I don't like the word weak. It's just like the literal translation. You have a lot of opposing energy working towards that. And I recently discovered, you know, my mom's like super into this stuff, that you're actually what's called tonga. If you think of like trying to balance your elements like a scale, tip that scale kind of closer to even if possible to have achieve that balance. But you being so, quote, weak, <laughs> the scale is so imbalanced, you actually just want to lean in the other way. 
the opposing energy actually becomes your favorable energy and it's better to like not fight it rather to try to balance something that's unbalanceable i think that's like the best way for me to describe chonga uh, i have a stupid example but i live in like the mountains and in the, in the summertime i've discovered the summer that scorpions appear and then i like caught a scorpion you know and then i was trying to make sure i had what i needed so i gave him a drop of water but one drop of water led to the scorpion's death so i would say that's like an example of what like what would happen to you you don't even need water anymore right because you just have been living your whole life so used to not having water that the moment you get it it's kind of like you know it might be actually be bad oh interesting could you tell me more is that yeah no i I have uh, relationships and career if you want to delve into it yeah tell me please (laughs) you want to do career yeah let's let's go for it (laughs) i think i like this for you as the gen z kids would call it they call it like riz which is short for charisma for us older folks that don't know that (laughs) (laughs) and uh i think you have whether it seems like it or not you actually are very like ambitious you are a go-getter that is actually good for you just to be in that like cutthroat get it kind of some form of job like that and that you are also just like very bold and courageous in action but you have you know one of the things is like lack of flexibility would be like a potential drawback so those are the things keep in mind in your career so earlier when you were talking about water what does it mean to have too much water too much water depends on you know like which day master you are right so since i'm like weak earth and i have too much water i would think of myself now as like earth energy that becomes like a swamp where it's like oh no there's too much water and it's leaking everywhere like i used to you know own boba shops and my boba shops whenever it rained it would just it'd be raining inside too it'd be ridiculous or pipes would just blow up for no reason you know that could just be coincidence but my mom's just like oh it's just gonna happen to you because you have too much water is you know that's what she tells me then uh relationships (laughs) relationships um you have a lot of uh i mean i think starting this year actually you're running a lot of uh, peach blossom luck there should be a lot of love coming your way, if not already. I would say specifically, like, you do tend to uh, be more agreeable. So it's important to, you know, kind of fight for your rights more. I think, you know, your husband, eventually, whoever that may be, is more of like a provider type. Um, but I want you to maintain as much balance as you can. It's, it's some, I do see something that's like more traditional for you. More traditional, like... What do you mean, like, more traditional? The husband's the provider. You know, I just see, oh, I just gotcha. see you with a rich guy, basically. <laughs> Long story <laughs> short. Oh, that'd be fun. <laughs> yeah, I think that, that would work best for you. It's interesting to hear some of these things. I, I don't know, like, how do I kind of mitigate some of these things? Because you said if I'm the scorpion in the situation, is there stuff for me that I could potentially do? Yeah, like, in a, in a perfect world, right, I would probably want someone that has a lot of earth and fire energy or someone that is needing of water energy because I have too much, right? Sometimes like the balancing person versus the person that is like you, like, you know, they're both fun in different ways, right? So um, someone that balances you out, you might not even like sometimes because they just push you equally, you know, right back. Um, so it's it's hard to say. I would just, you know, I don't want to stress out about it too much. Like, yeah, like, I can't be friends with Scorpios, you know? Yeah, there's personalities and traits that are tied to the animals and signs, but I don't think they're the defining factor of the people you meet. 
going back to the whole water situation for me, like, so I have too much water, too little water. Okay, so if you're the scorpion in the, my example earlier, that you're so used to not having water that if you get water, it actually is the like trying to like tip the scale back this way doesn't quite work. You just you know birds of a feather flock together. So instead of trying to get more metal and water in your chart, you actually just want more fire would be the best. But any wood, fire, or earth energy is going to be good for you. But fire oh. being the most important. So red okay. would probably be your lucky color and uh, just like living in hotter climates. Perfect. I'm already here. <laughs> so I want to talk about identity and how it relates to being authentically yourself as a Asian American within American culture. Do you ever feel like you're in this in-between spot where like you are an American, but because of being ethnically or culturally Chinese that it tends to lead people to make you feel like you're not someone that belongs here? Well, I came when I was like seven years old from Hong Kong, but I was also like born here first before that. And then I spent five years in New Jersey as like the token Chinese boy. And then I came back to like, you know, Southern California for high school where I just got completely like asian affied again. So yeah, I would say like, you know, my Chinese-ness and my Americanness is very, very wide. Um, so I could still like be decked out in Philadelphia Eagles gear because, you know, being from Jersey, I'm, in, I'm, I'm a really big Eagles fan and just be completely like upset when they lost, right? I don't actually even feel American that much. But when I think about it, it's like, hey, I'm pretty white for liking football this much and having these kinds of intense, sad emotions when they lose, right? Um, and then on the flip side, it's like I can show up to like, you know, Chinese New Year and I can write in Chinese. And it's like second nature to me to speak Cantonese. And then I also in college learned Mandarin, really brushed up on it. So, you know, I can just be in China and Taiwan and you know Hong Kong and fit right in. I don't know. It's hard for me to feel out of place, thankfully. But I, I can see where, like, if you didn't have, like, the circumstances that I had growing up, it's like you didn't grow up in the 626 with 500 other Asian kids around you going to boba shops. So then, you know, you just never had that kind of contact. Do you ever feel like this duality is one experience though? Do you feel like you have your Chinese-ness and then you have your Americanness? but do you ever feel like your Chinese-American experience is a unique experience that one or the other doesn't have separately, but together it's its own specific thing? I would say like, there's very specific things that could happen, you know, don't wanna get too dark on the topic, but um, like the Monterey Park shooting that happened, right? It's something that initially just like was a lot of ethnicity was put into the question or like whatever, it doesn't matter, right? It, it more like it hurt as just like, it is a very American thing to have like a shooting occur, I would say. And that happening, it, that I felt like really most like hurt by. It, it doesn't matter that, you know, what it was, it was just like it rippled through, you know, our community, like, and people still talk about it, like to this day, those times it's very much like, you know, a singular rather than, you know, being 
um, like dual. It's like I can't be American on the topic or slash like Chinese on the topic. It's just like I feel part of that that community, like as a Chinese American, like wholeheartedly, right? Um, yeah. Um, is, is it important for you to have your ideas seen as American, Chinese American, or just like full Asian? Yeah, I mean, anytime I like, you know, I used to post on social media a lot more and. When I create something, you know, sometimes I'm like, "Oh, how will this sound for me as like a Chinese person to say this, or as like an American to say this?" You know, like I do have to watch my words on like the Chinese side, like a lot more. Like having opinions on like any matters is I do have to check myself sometimes. It's like, can I make a joke like this, or can I produce a product like that? You know, like when I used to produce a lot of like boba drinks, would I be able to like say certain things? Um, where do you feel like this kind of caution stems from? Um, at the time, you know, capitalism, right? Like I would make a drink a certain way or not a certain way because I wanted to sell more drinks, right? I wanted people to like the drinks and I wanted to also have like, of course, like, you know, a voice in the drinks that I was selling. But, you know, sometimes when it backfired, it ultimately hurt, right? Like people had an issue with, I forgot even, I forgot even what drinks in so long. But I would have a drink that like, it got political for like no reason. I, I don't know why, but then someone in the town just like hated it for at many reasons on top of the name of it or whatever. Thought it was like gross and very un-American or whatever. And then I'm just like, what? <laughs> and then and it really hurt, right? Because I was just like opening up a new part of town like Pasadena and going from the first store being in San Gabriel, very, very Chinese American to like now in Pasadena where I'm kind of have more audiences that aren't just Chinese American and had to have that kind of response, like it really hurt me at first, right? I don't know. Um, do you feel like Bazu and Chinese Zodiac should be as American as the, the Eagles? Do you feel like it could be as used as much as the like astrology signs and stuff? I don't know where horoscopes like came from, whether it's like Roman, Greek. I, I don't know. I don't want to say anything more, right? Like wherever it came from, it's not American, right? It's not. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not specifically American, but. Yeah, this Chinese metaphysics it has the same grounds because it uses, you know, while they use like the stars and stuff to determine stuff. Using the sun and the moon, these two closest rocks to us to determine how your life's going to go, potentially, I think it should be just as talked about and amongst those topics because the stars are so much farther away. I feel like, you know, yeah, it could have an influence if how, you know, where Jupiter was and when I was born, all that stuff. I feel like where the sun was when I was born is like massively more important. <laughs> Yeah, the moon too, you know, like when it's a full moon out there, people go crazy. And that's why the word like lunatic exists. <laughs> True. We do have a direct, we can physically feel the sun. So I did see on your Instagram that you're working on a Batsi project. What, what is that? Can you disclose some of it or? So yeah, no, I'm just, you know, making a card. It's going to be a lot of work to make like each card, but we have, uh, you know, of course I'm not the artist or anything. I'm working with another uh, talented artist that he's the one I want to go with on the project but it's going to take some time to get it all done but uh yeah producing some sort of like Chinese you know Bazu project <laughs> in the form interesting of yeah. would it be like all 60 of them like in a deck 
Yeah, like Pokemon, pretty much. <laughs> oh, that that's really cool, though. <laughs> and, you know, I still can't, like, tell you today whether it's going to be, like, a playing card deck or a tarot reading card deck or whatever. I, I don't actually know the answer yet because it doesn't make sense to anyone. I'm trying to figure that out myself, like, what they can really do, so. Yeah, you're taking this... Um these ideas and things that your mom and you have come together to learn about and then kind of creating a project or an idea of something with that into something that's kind of yours, right? How has the relationship with your mom changed since you started learning all this? Um, I think it's like, it's funny because it's like we can completely agree where the fridge should go or where the where like a TV should go, you know, like is everything. We can just agree on where furniture should be, right? Just this year and then next year and the year after that. Like just we just don't just boom, 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 easy. And what color things like you know which belongs to who? Like so, I think it's changed for the positive in many ways. Not that anything was like negative in the first place. But I think it's just like more commonality and, you know, we share like, I mean, I won't call it like a belief, but, you know, we have the same like belief system and that we know like good things will come eventually. Yeah. Do do you feel closer? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It also gives a lot of like uh, hope, I guess, in many ways. Right. So like there's another part of this whole thing where I can measure a person's like karma with a, with another person and it's like this life, I'm my mom's like guardian, I'm my protector in many ways. And I try to be that as much as possible because that's what my karma is supposed to like you know, serve. And, you know, I've I never feel like bad about the role being assigned to me in this life at all because, you know, I fully embraced it. And the hope comes from just like knowing that it goes on forever. We'll never get out of this like reincarnation pattern or whatever until we graduate from being human and whatnot and there's gonna be a lot of human experiences that we'll go through a lot of hard things that we're gonna go through that our soul has to go through before it even makes it to anything so i think it's nice to know that these souls are always going to be part of your journey and that you're never going to have to travel alone and that gives all the hope in the world That was my conversation with Elton Kyung, entrepreneur and hobbyist who has been learning about the Chinese practice of Batsi. We have more information, photos, and graphics about Batsi on our website, pbsreno.org. For more information on this episode and the series, head to pbsreno.org slash refugeesdaughter. And a special thank you to Elton for joining the show. Subscribe to Refugees Daughter wherever you listen to podcasts and give the show a rating and review. I'm Christina Lee, and thanks for listening. This episode was written by Christina Lee with production help from Divergent Point Media. Refugee's Daughter is a presentation of PBS Reno.